Dad, tell me a story. There is a difference between telling stories and becoming a storyteller. To illustrate for you, five years ago, I took a public speaking course at Utah State University. This was my favorite class I ever took in college. The class had about 150 or so students, maybe, maybe less, maybe more, but I, I want to say 150 or so students in the class. And we were all broken up into little cohorts of 10 to 15. And with this cohort, we had a teaching assistant, someone appointed by the professor to teach us and grade our work. And we also spoke to our cohorts four times throughout the course of the semester. We gave a persuasive presentation, an informational presentation, a story about ourselves, and one other type of presentation that escapes me at this time. But we actually practiced public speaking within our cohorts. And I think this is why this was my favorite classes. Most classes in college are geared toward memorization and testing. This class was all about practice. It was all about actually learning and developing a real life skill, which I loved. Now at the end of the semester, after we had all given our four speeches and learned the art and science of public speaking, the teaching assistants got together and nominated 10 of us as the top 10 public speeches, uh, public speakers. They chose 10 of our presentations, I should say, as the top ones of the semester. And I was lucky enough to be selected as one of the top 10. Following our nominations, we all spoke in front of the entire class, all 150 students. We got into the lecture hall and we gave our speeches. Each speaker, I, I remember I was on the second day. They did five on the first day, five on the second day. I was on the second day, so I kind of got to see the competition. I got to see what I was up against. And I remember watching as these students gave their speeches and feeling pretty good about my chances of winning because the winner was going to get a free plane ride with some of the aviation students across Cache Valley to see everything from up high, which I thought would be really cool. Now, when it was my turn, I got up and I delivered a speech on empathy. I had prepared two presentations that my teaching assistants thought were worthy of the contest. The other one was a presentation on the origin of Oreo cookies, which I'll have to share with you sometime in the future. But for now, they wanted me to give my presentation on empathy, a passionate, uh, a topic I was very passionate about. So I did. I delivered this speech on empathy. I did it with a lot of a very serious tone. I made sure that my body movements were all calculated. And I really put a lot of time, effort, and intention into making sure that this speech was perfect. The I want to say he was the next or two speeches after me. His name was Robbie. He gave a speech on Oreos, ironically, but where mine was more of a history of the Oreo cookie, his was a persuasive speech on why you should eat more Oreo cookies. And I got to tell you, this guy's speech was terrific. He was throwing packages of cookies into the audience, dancing around, playing music at the beginning of his presentation. It was so fun and you could feel the energy in the audience. 
Needless to say, Robbie won the contest. I, I got second or third place. I don't remember which one. I got a little gift card to a local restaurant. But this is a topic I, I'm passionate about. Public speaking, presentation skills, storytelling. I I really, really wanted to win, but I didn't. And it kind of bothered me. It kind of irritated me because Robbie's presentation, I felt, in my opinion, was a little bit sloppier than mine. He was a little all over the place. And while he did an extraordinary job and filled the room with this tremendous energy, I felt like I was more composed. I felt like I'd put my speech together a little bit better than he did. Not to say that he didn't prepare. I'm sure he prepared like a true student of the art of public speaking. He won after all, and he was very good at it. But something about it just didn't feel right. I felt irritated. I felt like, why didn't I win? You know, why, why didn't I get the prize? I felt like I clearly had the most composed presentation of the group. But after the class was over, there was nothing I could do about it. So I moved on with my life. As I've reflected on that, though, over the last five years, I think I have finally come to realize the main difference between Robbie's speech and my speech that day. I don't want to be, oh, I don't want to overgeneralize here and say that this is the reason Robbie won and I didn't. But I do think this is one of the main contributing factors. I think that what I'm about to tell you is one of the key differences between people who merely tell stories and people who become storytellers. I showed up that day to impress. I wanted my peers, my fellow students, to think that I was an impressive speaker. I wanted them to think that I was smart, that I knew what I was doing, and quite frankly, that I was better than them. In other words, I was selfishly motivated. Even speaking to an audience, which is an act of service, even in speaking to an audience, I was still doing something for myself. Whereas when Robbie spoke, you could feel that he genuinely wanted the audience to have a good time. He wanted them to enjoy it. It wasn't just about impressing. I'm sure, of course, he wanted to impress people, but it wasn't just about impressing people. It wasn't just about being the best or winning. He really wanted people to enjoy his presentation. He wanted them to enjoy listening to him and watching him persuade them to eat more Oreo cookies. <laughs> and I think that's the difference. I think that's the main difference, at least, between people who merely tell stories and people who become storytellers. It's the motive. It's the inner desire to either impress or to impact, to wow and leave people in shock and awe at how amazing you are, or to make sure that they enjoy the presentation, that they walk away better off because of it. That's the difference. I showed up that day to impress people, to make them believe I was smart, and Robbie showed up to make sure they had a good time, to make sure that they enjoyed listening to him speak. And if I could go back, if I had the opportunity to do that presentation again, I might use most of the same words that I did, but the delivery would be very different. For one, there would be significantly more stories in the presentation. 
I say that because in that presentation that I gave, I remember I used a lot of facts and figures. I used a lot of research to prove my points. And to be quite honest with you, a lot of my motivation in using so much research was, again, to make people think I was smart. Well, gosh, look at this guy. Look at this Zach guy. He's so smart. Look at all this knowledge that he has. But if I was going to redo it, I would preface every last piece of information, every last statistic with a story, an experience or some emotional insight that makes people actually care about the topic. I would do everything in my power to take people on an emotional ride as they listen to me speak. Not just impress them, not just wow them with my knowledge and delivery, but to make them truly feel something. Because that right there is the difference between people who tell stories and people who become storytellers.